Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is Luke Worsham. We are A to Z Sports live at 8 a.m. Make sure your live notifications are on and make sure you download BetMGM. We are powered by BetMGM in the mornings. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. We also got to thank our presenting sponsors that make this world go round and this show happen. And they help you guys out, including Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness 15 minute workout emulates five hours in the weight room cannot beat that wilson county hyundai if you're looking for a new ride i own a hyundai i love my hyundai you should love your new hyundai when you purchase it at a great price and a great deal at wilsoncountyhyundai.com the bone and joint institute state-of-the-art facility down there in franklin they help us out in so many ways whether it's informing us we talk to real doctors on our doc talks about live injuries whether it's aj brown or julio jones hamstring or derrick henry's foot they don't just help and inform us there they also help you guys so if you are ailing with a hip a knee a sprained ankle a shoulder that's been bothering you for years go get it checked out at the bone and joint institute and renters warehouse 89 dollars a month they are nashville's professional landlord and they will make your life a lot easy easier for your property visit renterswarehouse.com all right luke news comes down this week and really yesterday carson wentz out with covid one thing we do know about Carson Wentz dating back to the beginning of the year, he is not vaccinated. And just like Cole Beasley and some others, that is his right. It is his prerogative. But the NFL has made it more difficult on the unvaccinated in the mm-hmm. NFL. And yep. they've made it even more un, uh, difficult on media members, on all others. They are essentially trying to force vaccination on all of these players as we've seen in other sports leagues. And you know what? It comes at a cost for Carson Wentz. What was your yeah. first reaction when that came down? My my first reaction when it came down was, I feel like we all saw this coming. No, like when he was uh, back in August, because I remember this was going on during training camp, uh, very outspoken, about not wanting the vaccine and the problem with that that I think we all identified was not any sort of pro-vax anti-vax thing because like you said you know it's his prerogative he can do what he wants the problem was like you were just getting at as well the NFL protocols for this year make it substantially more difficult to execute your job as an NFL player if you are not vaccinated. And so what I think we all could see in the future is there could potentially at some point be a situation, just like there was with Aaron Rodgers, where Carson Wentz gets you know, a positive test or a close contact or whatever, though this one was a positive test. And because of his unvaccinated status, he is unable to play and to deliver for the team that he's a captain of and that he's supposed to lead because of this choice that he made. And that's the problem here, in my eyes anyway. It's not a, you know, should you get the vaccine, should you not get the vaccine. It's a Carson Wentz was in a position to be a leader for his team, and he made that choice, which was his to make, and now his team is going to have to start Sam Ellinger at quarterback because he made that decision. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate timing, right, for anybody that may be under those rules. And look, you have your opinion, I have my opinion. Even Ryan Tannehill had his opinion. He was skeptical of it at first, but he he finally decided to, what, fall on the needle, whatever you want to say, uh, and get vaccinated. And because of these particular things, I think the hard pill to swallow for the entire thing is it's a moving target right? Mm -hmm. I will come out and criticize the NFL because I believe their rules are broken because they're based on a moving target. They don't know. The CDC in the snap of a finger goes from 10 days of quarantine to five days of quarantine. You know, uh, weeks ago, it said, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If now that's changed, right? And Honestly, and this is, uh, I am critical. We don't have the leadership in general to inform us on what to do, right? We get our news through Twitter, through Facebook, and we all know that that's being a problem. So there is a moving target in all this. And I'll move aside because, look, what is done is done. You play under the NFL's umbrella. It's like anything in corporate America. And I stand by this. You cannot bitch and moan if you signed up to play in the league. They did, right? Corporate America has that happen all the time. I've got plenty of friends that have been in the medical device field or the the pharmaceutical sales, and you know what? All of a sudden, they were covering Nashville, Tennessee. Snap of a finger, up. well, you've got Arkansas and Kentucky and Alabama, and you just have to do it, right? I mean, that's, that's what corporate America is about. So I don't feel sorry for Carson Wentz. I don't feel sorry for the Indianapolis Colts. They knew this to start out. It's unfortunate. You play under the NFL's umbrella. That's why you get paid so much. That's what corporate America is. And you kind of got to swallow this pill. But the impact, let's talk about the impact on the field. And this is the question we're going to get into because it's not about COVID and the rules and what I whether I think it's broken or not. It's about what will the impact of Carson Wentz not playing in a, I mean, it's a must-win crucial game. The, the Colts just got a massive win over the Arizona Cardinals. They are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. So the question we are going to ask is, Carson Wentz not playing versus the Ra- Raiders due to the positive COVID test and him being unvaccinated and the rules that he has to abide by, is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Look, I, I think there's a couple of choice. There's three choices here. I think that I'm very interested, Luke, to hear what you have to say, and mm-hmm. I'm also very interested to hear what the chat has to say because I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know how they're going to feel about this and Carson Wentz's impact on the Indianapolis Colts. We'll get to Luke's take and you guys' take here very, very shortly. But first, I want to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They They've got you covered when it comes to a brand new vehicle or used vehicle. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got inventory. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great ride. The Palisade, which is a brand new full-size SUV. Trade away that minivan and start 2022 in a refreshing mode. Third row seating. I'm telling you, it's a perfect family car that looks sleek. That's Wilson County Hyundai. And our friends at BetMGM, as always, have a great deal going on for you right now because if you download their app and you give them the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, 
they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's a great deal to take advantage of no matter where you are in your sports betting life. Maybe you are new to the sports betting world and you're always on Twitter and seeing about parlays and 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 you know the money line and you've maybe you've watched our pick show on Tuesdays on Fridays at two o'clock and you're wanting to get involved you want to get into that stuff you want to get involved or if you're a veteran and you're just looking for a new book to try out a new good deal to take advantage of this is for you as well so wherever you are bet MGM promo code a to z sports one thousand dollar risk free bet cannot beat that live here on a Wednesday morning we're talking about COVID, and we're talking about Carson Wentz and the impact that it will have. Let's go to the chat before uh, I get your opinion, Luke. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Uh, scrolling back up because we got a lot of comments. Steven says, small deal. It's Jonathan Taylor who is the big deal. Hmm. Uh, BK says he's going to play no deal thanks to the league coming to the Colts rescue. And BK, if you can expand on that, because <laughs> the rules change for the vaccinated, not necessarily the unvaccinated. So, uh, and but Luke, I mean, BK does bring up a problem is the information and being informed to the public. Th- there needs to be a better voice. Roger Goodell needs to send out Instagram. Uh, you know what? It'd be good. Instagram press conference. This is this is the impact <laughs> of the change. They should do that instead of just screenshotting a league but, memo. And, and I will say this, Zach. You made the comment about sort of the moving target and the moving goalpost. And, and I saw some people in the comment section saying, you know, this is a pandemic. The information is changing, yada, yada, yada. I get that. that that's true. But where I think you're right with that and, and where I think you have to take a step back is – Look, the rules are going to have to change. We're still learning. The situation changes. You know, this Omicron thing has has made more cases of this virus. But, and and granted, I've, I've kind of taken a few days off for the holidays, so I'm not as in tune as I usually am. But I'm confused right now as an NFL reporter what the rules are. You mentioned there's new rules for vaccinated people. I was not aware of that, like, the, the communication is the problem here and the fact that like like what the NFL does with their protocols is not the same thing as a, a scientist discovering new information. <laughs> the, the fact that I'm only going to be allowed to go to practice one time this week because the NFL is saying that you can now only have 10 reporters in the 2M designation at a time, as opposed to however many was before. Those are the kinds of things we're getting at here. The fact that I think everyone's a little confused because of a lack of communication. Well, everybody is confused. I think that's the issue. I think the CDC is confused, to be honest. I think the who is confused. I think the government is confused. And I also think that, and look, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be confused. It's a moving target. The virus changes. It has variants, right? Omicron is not as deadly as the first virus that entered our shores however many years ago, right? I mean, and we all understand that. But what are you protecting against? I think that's the key, right? Are you protecting against death? Are you protecting against sickness or are you protecting against infection? There are three different things. Infection, 
very high for the Omicron, more so than the Delta, less severe. What are you trying to do? And that, and it goes to the communication, Luke, but they don't want to talk about it because, and I understand it is a tough conversation to have, but when you're talking about NFL and billions of dollars going out to players, coming in from fans and going into the pocketbook of owners, that we need to have these conversations, right? The NFL football has great impact on the economy. It just does. It's one of the biggest corporations in America. And so them and Roger Goodell gets paid very well to yeah. be the head of that league. But the communication is lacking. And so I do think that there needs to be a better voice. But I believe that the confusion, it, nobody wants to come out and say something and be wrong, right? Because if the NFL comes out and says something, but we need to know why they are putting these rules together, right? What is the objective? If yeah. is the objective is to force vaccination or is the objective is to prevent infection? I, I don't know. Like, I, I do not know what that is. So you bring up a good point of co communication. Let's do get back on track with the big deal, small deal or no deal of Carson Wentz. I, I do think that, that was relevant to the conversation. Jordan says big deal. Elk says small deal. He isn't ruled out. And Rivers brings up uh, Rivers. That is correct. And that goes to what BK was saying. Not officially ruled out. Carson Wentz is not officially ruled out because the rules may change. I mean, we don't know, right? We don't know what the NFL will do. Massive deal from Stacy, small deal from AG. Derek says small deal. Rooney says big deal, big deal from Ed Rogers, major deal from Clayton. So we'll classify that as a big deal. J. Cole says no deal. They still have Taylor. Juan says big deal, small deal from Deborah, big deal from Quay. Uh, it's only a big deal. Well, it, that was a political statement. Orlando <laughs> says uh, big deal. They can uh, key on Jonathan Taylor. And I think this is the hard part. You'll, you'll have to come back this afternoon for the A to Z politics show. Right. And that, but I, that's not why we created A to Z sports. We stand by that. This is not a political show. I don't really care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I care if you like sports, if you value uh, sports talk. That's why we do what we do. Luke. In your opinion, is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? The fact that Carson Wentz, due to a positive test, could be in question. Big deal. Because we're talking about a division championship being in the balance here. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, the Titans have entered with this scenario of they can clinch the division with a win and a Colts loss. Now it is a win or a Colts loss, right? Because even if the Titans lose this week, if the Colts lose this week, there will be a one-game difference in their records. Titans have the tiebreaker. Titans get the AFC South. I'm pretty sure I did that math correctly. And that's why it's a big deal, because this is a literal must-win game for the Colts within the context of a division championship. And the fact that there's a chance that they're going to be trotting out either old man Rivers, who hadn't practiced or played in, what, 10 months, 11 months, or Sam Ellinger, who's a rookie quarterback, who by all accounts isn't any good. That's a big deal. The fact that in this caliber of a game, the Colts are having to rely on one of those two people. Well, and I, I think that, 
for Carson Wentz, he is not what stirs the drink. And I think no. the other thing is, is the Colts have proven that they can get past these COVID protocols with how they played against the Arizona Cardinals. How many guys were out against Arizona? And they still won. But, but here's the thing. He's not the guy who stirs the drink. Jonathan Taylor is the guy who stirs the drink for the Colts on offense, right? We'd all agree with that. But the problem is at the quarterback position, even if you don't have a dude, and, and I think, you know, even on Monday or Thursday night last week, Ryan Tannehill was a dude for the Titans with the way that he played in the second half. Even if you don't have that kind of a guy, you still don't want someone who stinks. It's like Carson Wentz, right, as Pat McAfee likes to say, it's the hard attack on every play. He's extremely aggressive to the point of recklessness, but he is still someone who can execute. He is still someone who gives an offense life because of his skill set and his athleticism. Sam Ellinger is not that at all. Yeah, and he's not. It's And, well, I think the big part is – in question because as Adam Schefter, and I I just went back and looked at this and I'm I'm bringing up a tweet. He says, and this is the lack of communication, Luke, that we talked about. He says the NFL and NFL PA have now adopted the new CDC guidelines to reduce the quarantine time from five to 10 days. So if it was 10 days, Carson Wentz would not be eligible to play, but it is within five days. And here's the caveat. For all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic, those included who are unvaccinated are also in that pot. But if he's unvaccinated, what are the odds that he's asymptomatic? I mean, now that you get into a a really... (laughs) You get into a really, like, testy subject and a weird situation... Because who defines symptoms? Carson Wentz. Who, if you're a player, yeah. you want to play, right? Now mm-hmm. you're basing it up, and, and this is the, the craziness of it, is now you are basing it on a individual's possible want to play. Yeah. and but Because, because mm-hmm. look, I know a ton of people that have had it. I had COVID. Yeah. Uh, my my girlfriend's had COVID. Uh, everybody has, has had, I felt like, have COVID. I have I not. Heard, somehow. I, I don't know how. Or you may but, be asymptomatic. We don't know. But the symptoms true. that I have I've asked every single person, I got it pretty bad. I had I had four days of the 102 fever. It sucked. I didn't like it. I survived and got back to normal. But that was, I had the Delta variant. I didn't have the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant, Again, it, it affects people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some people said that they felt like just slightly hungover. That was how they described it, right? And then they got back to normal. Is that a symptom, Luke? Is that defined as asymptomatic? I don't know. So this I is mean, where the is, moving is there, target is there, happens. Is there the along with this Wentz policy? You know, impacts it. You said it was you know, a big deal, right? Well, yeah, you know, the NFL sends out this memo, uh, you know, just like I got a memo from the NFL about reporter rules. The NFL sends out a memo to these players, presumably with this verbiage about, uh, you know, all players, regardless of vaccination status, who are asymptomatic. Now, does that come with like an appendix of the following things or what we consider to be symptoms? You know, it 
it is a little subjective. I I, I tend to agree with you there. And that so uh, we I mean we'll, we'll correct this. So not necessarily Carson Wentz because of not playing. We don't know. I guess it's based on how the player feels. <laughs> G-Man says studies show that people who yawn a lot do not get the virus. So right. that, that might be my, my saving grace there. But uh, And James says it's based on temperature. So if your temperature, but some people don't get fever, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel like there's a million different things that we have decided as a COVID symptom. Uh, and not saying that any of those things aren't real, um, but there's but so are, many aren't different these things. Important based on play. Yeah, it, it's it's a little mm. like let's just say this too, Luke. I mean, now this is crazy, and it's not getting to this. But let's think about it. What if Carson Wentz had been in and out all season, and this was the game that he would play seventy five percent of the snaps, so they would. Uh, so that they would have to give up their first-round pick. They've already given up their first-round pick to Philadelphia, right? But a lot of contracts are contingent on playing time. Yeah. So now you're basing it on the player, on how they feel. I just think that, as I say, moving target is the best way to describe this. So my answer is that it is a big deal. I agree with you, Luke, but it's not for the same reasons. This is a big deal because I don't believe that we know now in the middle of December or end of December, what the hell is going on? My yeah. that is my big deal about Carson Wentz being in question. We saw them floating out the rumors of them calling up Phillip Rivers if they can't play. The Colts are in like a must-win situation, right? They can yeah. still get home field in the playoff. If the Titans lose to the Dolphins and they beat the Raiders, it's flipped. Mm -hmm. It's on at that point. Right? So I it's I, I hate talking about COVID symptoms, but it has impacted our lives. Man, how many people did it impact on Christmas? They couldn't be with their families. I mean, yeah, you know, I but I but also for our purposes, Zach, it is affecting the team that we are covering. Yeah, it, it is. And and Tony brings up what are the new NFL protocols that got updated on Tuesday? Well, Tony, it was a four-page memo that they sent out <laughs> that was leaked, and that is true. And I think the one things that we bring in there, these four-page memos, the rules change in a blink of an eye. It's a quick vote from the NFL and NFLPA, and then all of a sudden they're changed. Here's what we do know, because it is a good question. Here's what we do know. And Steven says, so is Wentz out now. We don't know. <laughs> Steven, the, to answer your question, That's we don't a good know. Question. We don't know if he's asymptomatic. You know, two days ago, we felt like Carson Wentz was going to be out against the Raiders because he was unvaccinated, and based on those rules, he had to sit out 10 days. And, Here's and the, Let me say this, Luke. Okay. Here's the new thing that Adam Schefter tweeted out yesterday at 4.15. The NFL and NFLPA now have adopted the new CDC guidelines that reduce the quarantine time to five days from 10 days for all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic. So that's key, including those who are unvaccinated. So that is the new rule, but it all has to do with asymptomatic. If you have symptoms, that rule does not apply to you. Yeah. A couple of things. First of all, Jerry says, I 
declared that Carson Wentz was a bad leader because he got COVID. I don't remember when those words came out of my mouth. I no, not, so I, I that don't may, think they I, did. I think I may know what he's talking about. I think he may be confused. I think he may be directing that towards Buck because Buck well, tweeted Buck, this out. And, and, well, now, and I agree with Buck's tweet. I think Carson Wentz might not be a great leader because he decided not to get vaccinated when that was what was best for his team, like Ryan Tannehill did. I don't think him getting COVID is any reflection on his leadership. No, well, and my that, opinion that, that, on that's that, another conversation le- yeah, entirely. I, I'll, say on, I'll say on this and we move on. Leadership is not defined on bending to broken rules. That's my opinion. And, and, and the and rules just, have been broken because it's it's moved, right? The rules are not mm-hmm. correct because they've changed the rules. That's all I'm saying. Look, I think it is a prerogative. I am not I look, I'm not pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. I think you you should make your own decision for your health and the people around you. And, and I'll say this too, just to one last illustration of this. When we made the graphic for this morning, bottom left, wins equals out. And since we did that, we've learned about this new Adam Schefter thing, which I didn't know about before because it's becoming impossible to keep up with all of these developments. And there's so many of them that it, you know, one slips by. So the moving target. Yeah. yeah. So, and so Carson Wentz is impacted. Let's now shift to the Titans. We've talked about Carson Wentz. I think what we've come to the conclusion, Luke, is we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Correct. Exactly. We don't know if Carson Wentz is asymptomatic. If he's not asymptomatic, he won't play. If he is asymptomatic, regardless of his vaccination status, there is a possibility that he will play against the Raiders because of the timeline and five days line up. So it, again, moving target for Carson Wentz. Let's shift to the Titans. So Luke is about to tell us who all is on the COVID list. Now, we don't know who's vaccinated, who's unvaccinated. We don't know who's symptomatic, who's asymptomatic. We know Lawan is asymptomatic because he told that on social media. But we got to kind of take his word for it, right? It's up to the player. We're going to get into that, and we're going to ask about the most valuable Titan currently on the list with the possibility to play on Sunday in a massive game against Miami. But first, I am going to tell you guys about Renner's Warehouse. $89 a month. They are Nashville's professional landlords. If you have a rental property and you are the landlord, stop it. Stop. $89 a month, that's a simple charge. You pay Renter's Warehouse to be your landlord. They will go out and find good tenants, background check. They collect the money. If any problems happen, the tenant actually calls Renter's Warehouse, not you, and you just collect checks. It's a great form of cash flow. Go to renterswarehouse.com. And download the BetMGM app. Give them the promo code A to Z Sports. It's right there on your screen. And they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, A to Z Sports, here's the question that we are asking you guys. Who is the most val- who is most valuable to the Titans currently on the COVID list? But, but Luke, before we get into that, tell us the information that we know on who is on the COVID list. Yeah, so I'm just going to read you the names of those on the Titans COVID reserve list, uh, which is, by my count, about, I think, 10. So let, let's just count as we go. Danico Autry, one. Jayon Brown. Nate Davis. Bud Dupree. Caleb Farley, who's on injured reserve, so I don't know that he really counts, but so that's five. Julio Jones makes six. 
Kendall Lamb, the offensive tackle, makes seven. Lawan is eight. Buster Screen, who has started the last several games for the Titans at corner, is nine. And Nick Westbrook-Akina makes ten. But Nick Westbrook-Akina is not in this, but I do sprinkle the impact that he's had in those oh, yeah. team routes and those, those, those turnaround right in the middle. We saw that against the 49ers. I mean, he's he's been more productive than Julio Jones has. Yeah, yeah. Let that sink in. Nick Westbrook has been more productive than Julio Jones the last couple of weeks. Here's the question we're going to ask you guys. Who is most valuable to the Titans currently on the COVID list between these four, though? And some sums have, have already kind of trickled in. But is it Bud Dupree, Taylor Lewan, Danico Autry, or is it our last one, Julio Jones. I think this is a pretty good question, Luke. Yeah. Because it can go a lot of different ways. I, I think so. I think there's there's arguments to be made for multiple different people on this list. No, absolutely. And, and I, look, I, I think that, I mean, as the comments roll in, I think that this, this is a great question. You know how we justify this is the best part, uh, part about telling if we have a good question, how many different answers we have. So let's go down the list. Um, Nate just says, Julio, uh, he creates one word. You cannot do that, (laughs) Nate. For that, you are disqualified. (laughs) Ian says, Autry, uh, Tua is going to be on the move. Uh, Donald's just going Nate Davis. That's pretty interesting. Um, Hmm. Autry, 1,000% from Tank Sinatra. Bud Dupree from Jay. Autry from... Uh, Chuck, then we got another Autry. Elk says uh, Dupree, Dupree from Christian, Dupree from Tony, Bud from Carlos, Bud Dupree from Derek. Um, Noah finally comes out and says, out of the, uh, between Autry and Julio, I'll say Danico Autry. Nate says Autry. Scott says Dupree, Bud from Deborah, Autry from Titans Rossi. Autry from uh, Derek. I mean, Bud Dupree from Dion. So we haven't had many. We haven't had many Julio Jones. Darla says definitely not Julio. And we haven't had any Taylor Lewans. Luke, where do you reside on this question? Oh, so oh, I, I, oh, wow, I, man, Eric got me. Eric, damn you. And I'll say it. I got got by Eric. He says Julio Jones because he's feeling good. God bless. Uh, let's not talk about Julio Jones's feelings because he may be feeling good. He ain't playing good. So where are you at, Luke? <laughs> well, so I probably would have said Lawan if I didn't think he was almost definitely going to be back because it was before Christmas, I feel like, when he got COVID. It was like the 24th or the 25th. Yeah, he said he had to spend Christmas by himself. So uh, I feel like he'll be back. So And he said he's, he's uh, asymptomatic. So – I think he's probably the most important of the guys on this list because, you know, you don't want your quarterback getting killed. I know Raiden's played all right last week, but you want Lawan out there. But since he, in all likelihood, will be back, even though Julio hasn't played well, I do think you want him out there just to take some pressure off of A.J. Brown. I think him being a decoy uh, and simply existing does have some impact. But I'm going to go with uh, Danico Autry because I think that that guy is – 
has become what makes this Titans pass rush tick. Because this Titans pass rush, a year after being totally and completely anemic and unwatchable, right? They were giving up, you know, third and 24 consistently because they couldn't get near a quarterback. Now they are formidable. They're one of the best units in the league. That's not opinion. That is a statistical fact. And I think that then Eco Autry is sort of the engine that makes it go. Love Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons is probably a better player than Danico Autry, but the things that Danico Autry does with his versatility, his ability to play edge, to line up as a three technique, right? He's the engine that makes it go. He's a bully out there. He, he, he dominates offensive lines. It's fun to watch him play in person, especially when you can kind of, you know, see the full picture and pay attention to him. He's a good player. He, he opens a lot of things up for the other guys like Landry and Simmons, who, who, who probably have the better stats. Uh, so I'm going to go with Danico Autry. So I'm not going to go Autry or Bud Dupree because I'm not worried about the defense. I'm worried about the offense. That's the problem with this team. And I'm not going to say Julio Jones. I don't know anything about Julio Jones. That guy. Well, did that, you see the Jim Wyatt mailbag where he was like, Julio Jones has been a mystery ever since arriving here. I think his personality is a mystery. I think his hamstring is a mystery. I think his production is a mystery. Unfortunately, his production is becoming not a mystery. It's just not being good. Um, my answer is Taylor Wan because mm. that helps the protection of Ryan Tannehill. Taylor Wan is a damn good left tackle. He's better than the backups. Taylor Wan is important. And so I think when you talk about value, the value of Tannehill being protected and being able to throw screens or get the ball out in space or target A.J. Brown or try to target Julio. Yeah. You need time. And you know what? Over the last couple of weeks for Luan, we've seen holes in the offensive line. We've seen those, like, miscues. The holding on Questenberry. I'm just giving examples, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've just seen even like if the left guard with Roger Saffold being out, even the left guard last week, you know, you you miss you miss a, a tackle. Maybe Lawan can help. Maybe he can get that. Uh, maybe a slight chip or something to push him off of his line. So Tannehill has that split second to throw the football. So I'm actually saying Lawan is the most valuable because he helps the biggest issue on the football team and that is offense and yeah. the most important which is the quarterback and i think we have a good comment here from hassan i think i'm pronouncing that correctly who says lawan sucks now for his contract not as a player and i think that's a good point because like there's all these comments like i saw i see one it has an expletive in it so i'm not going to throw it up there but people you know lawan sucks lawan's not any good right that's nonsense when lawan has been out there he's been fine the problem with Lawan has been his unavailability, the fact that he's like a week-to-week guy in a very similar vein to Julio Jones. And I think that's what Hassan is getting at, where he's probably not worth the money at this point because he's unreliable in terms of his availability. But when he is out there, he plays well. Hassan, you're getting the love of the show. I think that that is a perfect com- comment. Put that up there again on the, the screen, Luke. Hassan, you get the love of the show. Welcome to the show on YouTube. Lawan, and you say sucks, but he sucks now for his contract, not as the player. And you're right. You are also right, Luke, is that 
you know, the question hasn't been uh, – the question has been more about his availability. Is he going to play? And, look, COVID is COVID. We, we, anybody can get it, right? So – and then you have to be forced to abide by the rules that are ever-changing by the NFL, right? So who knows? But it's now he's just not a good player for his contract. Julio Jones is not a good player for his contract. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so great comment there. So I look, I, I think I think we've had some really good comments on, on these discussions and these questions. I think Carson Wentz, we still don't know now because of the changing of the rules uh, literally yesterday afternoon. And we don't know if Carson Wentz is asymptomatic. We also don't know. I mean, we assume, Luke, that these guys are going to return, right? For the yeah. Titans. But I we mean, don't know. I, I feel like you'll probably see most of them against the Dolphins, especially with this new five-day policy. But I will say you're probably not going to see all of them, right? You would imagine. Yeah, and and Miko, I respect this, but he says we play better without Lawan. It's just nonsense. I, I don't think that is true. I, I you need Taylor Lawan in the lineup because of his veteran experience. And you know what? You talk about contract. You know who's playing for a contract? Probably Taylor Lewan. Because of the structure of his current contract, it is more advantageous for the Titans and John Robinson to cut ties with Lewan after the season, especially yep. because of his up and downness. So Lewan is really putting things on tape currently for a potential, I don't know, restructured deal with the Titans or a new contract with another team. Yeah, I'm with you there. Right, he, he kind of has to play well. All right, let's change the tune. But I actually, this is a—it's a little bit of emotional. But I also think that I'm interested to hear the impact that this has had on sports fans. Unfortunately, we heard the news yesterday at the age of 85, John Madden passed away. Um, our question that we are going to ask you guys: When you think of John Madden, what do you think of? I think this is a great question because I'm 34. Luke, how old are you? 22. Completely different ages, right? Different generations. Luke has a different mind of John Madden than I do. I probably watched more games that John Madden called on television than you did, Luke. You may have played more video games. Who knows? But what do you think of? When you think of John Madden, what do you think of? That's the question we're going to ask comment in the comment section but first i do want to tell you guys about the pulse of fitness that is mandu your first workout is absolutely free it is easy austin and i do mandu each and every week they are great to us go in there 15 minutes of workout emulates uh five hours in the weight room and it is a new technology it is basically a bodysuit that you go in and you do simple exercises and you get an outstanding workout. You are sore at the end of it. Go in there. Your workout is your first workout is absolutely free. That is mandu.com. And I'm going to tell you about our friends at BetMGM because, of course, they have a great deal going on for you, as they always do. Right now, if you download their app, give them the promo code A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk free bet of up to $1,000. All right, let's go to the chat, and we asked, when you think of John Madden, what do you think of? And I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of great comments. Man, we got a lot of comments in general, which is awesome. 
uh, legend from Scott, the Raiders from Marv, right? Mm. And, you know, he was a huge part of the Raiders organization, the youngest coach at the time to be hired. Uh, Eric says that one seed in the Little Giants, the annexation of Puerto Rico, if you remember that. Eric, I love that comment, right? Um, the bus, uh, the Madden bus, because he wouldn't fly. That's right. Um, Nate says his childhood hearing him in the booth. John says the Raiders. Football video games, Madden 95 from Omar. I Madden 95 was a big impact on my life, too. Marv says the Little Giants. Uh, let's see here. Monday Night Football from Derek, uh, the grandfather of football. Steven says, boom. Boom! <laughs> that was a, a signature, and, and BMO also says that. Billy just says football. Legend. Raiders from, from Marcus. Uh, you know, Scott says he's 52. He saw him coach, and he played all the Maddens. Uh, the movie The Replacements. Not many think about that. Uh, uh, oh, Turducken. Adam right there with uh, the, the Turducken. They did a, a special on Thanksgiving on that, which was pretty funny. Uh, Danny says John Madden and Pat Summerall. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say the Santa of football. Uh, Liz says childhood. We got a couple more Traduckins coming in. His love of Brett Favre from Lucas. Uh, 2001 Madden football and the Raiders. That 2001 video game and Moj comes in there and says that as well. You know that 2001 on PlayStation Two. I remember. Uh, my best friend got the PlayStation 2 for Christmas. We went over there. Eddie George is on the cover. I used to play with work done in the Bucks, And, man, we played hours and hours because that was on the new the new generation system. No longer PlayStation. Now it's PlayStation 2, which was a, a massive upgrade. I think PlayStation 2 is like the most sold video game console ever. Hmm. Brett Favre from Marv. Uh, what do you think of? Luke, when you think of John Madden, for me it's the video game, and it's and, and the reason it's the video game is because I wouldn't be here right now without the video game. I, I grew up in a home where, like, my dad liked football and enjoyed it, but we were not a sports household. I I did not grow up playing sports. I've never played an organized sport, uh, and so I my entry into the world of sports and into football was Madden, the video game. I remember very vividly. Uh, we had at home the Super Bowl between Pittsburgh and Green Bay, Super Bowl 45, on in the background. And I remember watching it, and, and something about it kind of piqued my interest. You know, I, I was a very sort of artsy kid. I liked music and, and theater and that sort of thing, as I still do. And I just remember watching it, and, and something about it piqued my interest. And so that night I downloaded Madden 11 on the iPad, and just started fooling around with it. And then, you know, a few months later, when when the next season started and uh, Madden 12 came out, I bought it for the Wii, actually. And I that that's how I learned football. I didn't know what a first down was until I got Madden. And then after playing it a lot and sort of diving in and, and Googling things that I was curious about and didn't know, by the end of that next season with Super Bowl 46, which was New England and, and, and the Giants, I was the person at school who like knew more about football than anybody else and was talking about stats and players and, and who's good and who's not good and, and could watch a game and, and, and could tell you what was happening. So that's the impact that this guy, John Madden, and that his game had on me is – it gave me something that now 
uh, is what I do for a living and also brings me great joy, and that is football. No, what very well said. Um, when I think of John Madden, I I think of the 90s. I think of Pat Summerall, and I think of NFC Championship games. And those NFC Championship games being the battles that the 49ers and the Cowboys had, whether they were at Candlestick or at Texas Stadium. I also remember the 1996 NFC Championship game with between Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers in Texas Stadium. But I just remember watching those games with my family and my dad. And that is my NFL childhood, is that voice, those comments. I played all the Maddens too, right? Like, I mean, I'm a part of that generation as well. I I couldn't wait to get the next Madden. I was the pre-order guy. I was, I'm I'm standing in line at GameStop guy. That's how I grew up. And I loved those games. But... Those NFC, because cha- they were always on Fox, mm-hmm. those NFC championship games that I would sit there, and we're all sports fans in this arena, in this room, right? Right now, this virtual room. Yeah. That that impacted my life. And it's the, one of the, the main reasons why we have A to Z Sports Dallas is our first market as we start to expand uh, into the next coming years. Uh, but I, I hear John Madden and Pat Summerall. If I had any choice of any announcers to call a game, those are the first names that come to mind. That's what I want. You know, like if you could have like, you know, last supper, the last day, the last day of your life, what is that a part of? You know, I I start to pick my food, but I also start to pick, man, I'd, I'd like to watch a damn good football game, maybe with my family. And I'd like to have those two call in the game. That just, yeah. that makes it special. I would like to issue a big congratulations to Lucas. Uh, the, I hear the parade is actually going on this afternoon. Uh, he knew about football at six. Congrats. It's not when, it's what you do with it, right? You, you could learn you can learn rocket science at age you know, 35. It doesn't really matter. I, look, everybody has the love of sports. Uh, not everybody. The majority of people, I mean, sports is a very popular thing. Whether you, your, your wife and your husband loves this, a certain team, it, it impacts our lives in so many ways. And I'll say this, and I've said this before on the show, the reason why I love sports, because I get that question a lot, because that's what we do, right? I'm sure, Luke, in your life, you've been at a dinner party or whatever, and they've asked, like, what do you do? And yeah. it's like, why do you love sports? I love sports because it can bring people together. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whether you have you like the same team or different teams. Mm-hmm. It also is the unique part besides like music and concerts is it can bring 100,000 people to a stadium every weekend. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that has impact. So uh, that's that's why I love. Sports. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a generally uh, around people that I don't know very well. Pretty shy, pretty reserved and quiet. If I know you, I'm loud, obnoxious, but I'm pretty shy and reserved if I don't know you that well. And I can't tell you how many friends I have because it was something to start a conversation. You know, what do you think about the Titans? What, what or what they're doing right now? Or did you watch Tom Brady last week? You know, it. You're absolutely right. So uh, we say thanks to John Madden for all the impact that he's had on all of our lives on the game of football. And the reason why 
I do what I do. I think Luke, you do what you do yep. in some yep. form or fashion. He has impacted you and all of the chat. If you're watching, I don't think you're watching for, you know, Zach and Luke's personalities of let's talk about other stuff. We're, we're sitting here talking about sports for a reason. We're talking about the NFL because of John Madden. So rest in peace, John Madden. And uh, we wish you well of wherever you are. Um, let's move to throwing shade. Now, enough, enough of that. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Enough, to- uh, enough tender, emotional uh, stuff, right? Right. Before we get to throwing shade, I do want to talk about Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. They got a state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin. If your shoulder's hurting you, maybe you got a bad hip, ankle, knee, something is bothering you, the Bone and Joint Institute will help you out. Maybe you're feeling arthritis in your hands. You're starting to... I don't know what, what pops up, but the Bone and Joint Institute has the doctors and the facility to help you in your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, Tennessee. And of course, one last time, our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you. Download their app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. You'll get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Let's get it. Time to throw shade. Throw your shade in the comments. If you're new to this show, every Wednesday we throw shade of our end-of-show topic. Throw shade at whatever you want. You can throw shade at... At COVID, you could throw shade at uh, anything. It doesn't really matter. Throw shade. While these comments are rolling in, Luke, do you have your shade? I do have my shade, Zach. Get your cringe blockers ready. Uh, My shade, I've got an accompanying video for. Oh. My shade goes out to this. Hi, um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers? Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. Maybe next week. Ah. That is one of the most journalistically irresponsible moments I have ever seen. Now, Tom Brady had a very funny quote on his Let's Go podcast where he was like, my New Year's resolution is to be as courageous as that woman asking Bill Belichick that. But from a journalist standpoint, a, 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 a trained journalist, that is so wildly inappropriate. Like, there are times to ask, like, anecdotal questions like that and, and you know, the sort of out off-the-wall, out-of-the-box questions. The time to do that is, like, a Thursday if you're going to do that. Not in a post-game press conference after – a major divisional loss that soils the Patriots' chances of winning the division. Wrong time, wrong place. Here's how post-game press conferences work for those of you who have never been in one. They are fast, they are rapid, and you've got, at least in our situation with the Titans, eight or nine people, all of whom are, are being tasked with writing a story to, in one way or another, encapsulate that game that just occurred And we need quotes to do that. And so we're firing questions, and we're trying to get stuff out of Rabel quickly because we don't have a lot of time, and those suckers go a lot quicker than, like, you know, a Monday or a Wednesday press conference because Rabel's ready to go, as is everyone else, as are we, really. Um, And so you got to go quickly. And it it, it was rude and inconsiderate and completely out of place for that question to be asked. And we name names on A to Z Sports, but I have not been able to find the name for this person. I don't think that's like a Pat's Beat reporter. I've looked. I can't find a name, but 
just wildly inconsiderate. No, no, and she, rude. she was just she wasn't a beat reporter. She was doing a story on New Year's resolutions, Luke. And, and and journalistically irresponsible. <laughs> also, who cares? I mean, eighty percent of New Year's resolutions fail by the end of February. That's according to Forbes magazine. So why are we writing this story? Like, just weird all the way around. I can't disagree with you. I thought it was. I I, I do applaud Bill Belichick for not like. Maybe not biting her head off. If that was Vrabel, she would have been six feet under. <laughs> I don't know what like Vrabel's pretty. If it was well, like you just me, don't know. If it was me who asked that to Vrabel, it's someone he knows. Yeah, but no, I, but I, you just don't know. You know, I think that's kind of makes the Vrabel unique. Is like he can be a really nice guy, and we know that as a head coach. But also, he has his moods where yeah. he won't answer about Zach Cunningham. He storms off after two minutes, right? Like that's just Mike Vrabel. That yes. and. But Bill Bel, I look. I've asked a question to Bill Belichick. I was there. I got about that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Was I nervous? Absolutely. I was a grown ass man, nervous asking another grown ass man a question, oh, yeah. and I don't get nervous. I will, and I will fully admit that. I and I wanted to ask Tom Brady a question. They cut that short. Uh, based on well, when he was practicing, I, I got to do that in Tampa, and I'll I'll tell you, you know, having the job that I have, I don't really get starstruck very easily because I'm just you know I'm around Derrick Henry and all these people all the time, so kind of who cares? But when I am standing at that press conference area and I look over my left shoulder and Tom Brady is like right there, like I'm not gonna lie, like my heart <laughs> just started beating out of the chest a little bit. It's uh, it's and I, I've talked to NFL Network camera guys about this is, and that who have covered, it was actually when Tom Brady, and we can do this little side story because this is actually interest, interesting, is when Tom Brady and, and the Patriots and Bill Belichick came to practice with the Titans, I, I started talking to an NFL Network uh, I was there. Guy. I remember that. And he was, he was telling us, he was like, look, there's very few individuals that have that aura when they walk into a room. And I think we all felt Tom Brady's aura yeah. of this figure of accomplishment and, you know, wealth and all the other stuff. But Tom Brady is notoriously a really nice guy. He said a couple of others that did that. Wayne Gretzky was one of the ones that he named. I always remember that is when he walked into a room, there was just this aura of, you know, they, they call him the great one. There mm-hmm. was a reason for that. Also Tiger Woods, which is not surprising because of, the illusion of what Tiger Woods is, right? He's a great golfer, but he has his problems and all that other stuff. So I do think that that was interesting. Look, I was nervous not to ask Bill Belichick a question. I was nervous to get the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's where my nerves came in. So that was a quick story. Uh, let's go back to shade, man. We got, we got back on like stories instead of getting on shade. Uh, Patrick says shade to the refs. Uh, Danny says, He's throwing shade at this weekend. It's the end of deer season. I'll have to wait eight to nine more months to do it again. Wife probably happy about that, right? Because of time. Uh, Trevor says throwing shade at this time of year, specifically New Year's resolutions, people making it and rarely ever doing anything about it. So Trevor coming in right in what Luke, you had to say. Uh, Bradley saying shade, Wince is not the guy. Malachi says throwing shade at people. I need to watch Spider-Man so I can talk about it without spoiling it um let's see here shade uh to the 8 p.m show always being late to start that's kind of a a buck thing but it's a moving target just kind of like the covid protocols with the nfl is you never know what's on tv we try to time that up when people are paying attention uh lucas says shade at people falling into jobs or uh falling into look 
Uh, I, I don't know whether he's joking on that, but uh, Lucas, I can sit your ass in timeout if you really want to. So, uh, <laughs> I, you literally, the last person you want to irritate is me because I will end you. You don't want that. So stop it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like, st- I, I would just, here's your warning. Stop it or I'll end your time here. Okay. That's all I have to say. Um, uh, Hassan says, I'm going to shade Todd Downing for not using uh, play action at all, even though Tannehill thrives in it. So we've got some great shades coming in. And uh, Jonathan doubles down, says, uh, shade on all the Tannehill haters. Look, he's going to have to play a lot better in the last couple of games. So, uh, and quickly, Steven says, does A to Z have merch shop? Yes, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. You can go online and buy your merch there. Right, look, we're repping it. We got merch. You can buy this shirt. You can buy Luke's shirt. Here's my shade. I get a lot. Of, you know, the older you get, the more Christmas cards you get, right? Because you know more couples and you know more families. Here's my shade. I don't mind Christmas cards. I actually like, I don't get to see their faces, right? My buddies, my friends, you know, my girlfriend's friends, whatever it is. But I don't want a picture of just your kids. My shade is don't send your Christmas card. Get your ass dressed up, get your wife's ass dressed up and put your whole family on the family Christmas card. I don't want just your kids. I don't know them. I I, I probably met them once or twice. Right, that's the whole reason why you're sending me a Christmas card is because we don't hang out that often. That my shade is for all of the Christmas cards. Don't have the whole family in there. Throw the dog in there. They're part of the family too. But don't just have the little tykes. Okay, I haven't met them. I don't know their personality. I may not like them. I don't know. I, I may, <laughs> but they may be a terror. But that is my my whole thing. I will give kudos to one of my buddies. They sent a Christmas card. It was front and back. Front was just the kids. And I was like, oh, God. I flipped it over. Whole family. You know who's being displayed on the the, the fridge? The whole family. <laughs> so that is my shade. It, it, look, and you do Christmas cards, you don't do Christmas cards. It doesn't matter. But if you send them to me, have the whole family. I want to see everybody. I want to see the growth of what you've been able to, to do. Actually, the guy whose office this is, for his Christmas card this year, he had me Photoshop his family into a like the Home Alone poster. And so like his oldest son, who's in, I think, uh, third grade, you know, was doing the, the Kevin pose. And then I like put the other ones in windows. And it was fantastic. Whole family. Well, that's that's a good shade. That's a good shade day. Well, Luke, thank you for filling in for Austin. We will be back bright and early tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. If you don't know, we have a tailgate going on for the Music City Bowl, 104.5 The Zone and A to Z Sports. We have joined forces, and we are creating an awesome tailgate live from Nissan Stadium in the parking lot. Go to our social media. We'll have more information, obviously, tomorrow morning. If you're going to the game, the game starts at 2. But we'll be tailgating out there at 10. It's going to be a great time. More information tomorrow on the show. Luke, great job. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios.